it's time for another episode of Gospel Preaching Live, brought to you by the Kearney Church of Christ, which meets at 406 North Clark in Kearney, Missouri. Make plans to come out and visit the brethren who look forward to seeing you. And now the host of Gospel Preaching Live, Richard Dodson. Welcome to Gospel Preaching Live again. My name is Richard Dodson. I am the minister working with the Kearney Church of Christ in Kearney, Missouri. If you ever have an opportunity, come visit us. We'd love to see you. Gospel Preaching Live comes to you every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. and Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. That's all Central Time. And again, we'd love for you to join us, to listen to the message. And if you agree with us, give us a like. Help us to spread the message far and wide. That's what we aim to do, is to take the message throughout the whole world, the Lord's message. Now, uh, if you have any questions or comments, you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, you can leave comments in the comment section. I do monitor those. If you are listening on the radio show or through podcasting or through other, any other means, uh, anyone can call or text me at 816-686-9517. That's 816-686-9517. Bear in mind, I am in the Central Time Zone. You can also email me at gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. That's gospelpreachinglive at gmail.com. Okay, this evening's lesson. Uh, I want to start off by, before I got in, get into the lesson, I, I want to share with you an observation I've made. I belong to various groups on Facebook, and one of the group that I'm on is a neighborhood group, and it's a good group. Everybody shares with things that they're uh, observing and seeing, and sometimes we see a mysterious autumn automobile in the neighborhood, a van or something, and they may be parked uh, and not doing anything. People become suspicious. They post it on Facebook. Everybody keeps an eye out for it. Now, if by chance, you know, there's a child that is approached by someone in one of these mysterious cars, then, uh, you know, everybody on Facebook is notified. Everybody just, uh, you know, they, they come looking for it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It's it's we need to be watching out for each other. And so I'm not I'm not against that at all. Today's lesson though is a reminder for many, and it's a warning that the predators that we worry about out in the world are not the only predators out there. Sometimes they're in our own homes. And I'm talking about there's a predator that's online, and his name is Satan. And he's just sitting back waiting for you. And this lesson today is a, a can be a learning lesson, but it's, it's basically a reminder of all the dangers that can happen to you when you're online. And if you take the predators that are out in the world serious, you should keep this one even more uh, because he can he can lead you astray. That can cost you your soul. Somebody out in the world can cost you your life. That's just your flesh and blood. Losing your soul is eternal. And so this is something that's a very spooky thing. It's a very dangerous thing. We need to be aware of that. First Peter 5, 8 says this about the devil. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, and I want to emphasize that, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He is an adversary. He is not your friend. And there's a reason for that. Jesus makes that clear in John 8, 44. He tells the Jews, you are of your father, the devil. Your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. It does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. 
when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Now think about that. This man, this this being is a murderer, and he is our adversary. This is a predator, and this is someone we have to be aware of and someone we have to keep a close eye on. We can't allow him to roam freely without knowing what he's up to and where he's at. That's something for sure. Ephesians 4.27 says, give no opportunity to the devil. In other words, don't give him an advantage. Uh, be aware of his presence. Be aware of what's taking place. And don't give him a chance to get the better of you. Uh, that's that's the best advice that we can the Lord can give us of the devil. And so we understand that going in. We understand he's our adversary. We understand he's dangerous. We understand he's a predator, and he's lurking in our own homes. He's lurking especially on the internet. And so we have to be aware of that. That's something we just can't ignore. The internet is so widely used anymore. Uh, in my own home, we stream all our television service. Uh, the internet's everything. I use the internet in, in preaching the gospel. Uh, I use the internet in sermon preparation and lesson preparation. Uh, my family uses the internet. My son used it for his school. Uh, the internet is, is widely used by everyone. Don't think for a minute the devil's not going to, he's just going to let that go free. No, he's going to get in the internet itself and cause all kinds of havoc. And we see that. Look at Facebook. Facebook has become, nowadays on your newsfeed, you'll actually see porn on your newsfeed. And so you got to be really careful. You know, like the song says, be careful little eyes what you see. Uh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. You got to be really careful what's out there because the devil wants to tempt you and grab you. There are so many people now, even on good YouTube pages, you know, they use sex to try, they call it clickbait. You know, they'll put a picture on the cover of their video. Even people, many of the, the ones I would consider G rated, uh, they're trying to get clickbaits and, and they'll take a, a sexy picture and and uh, put it you know, on the face of their video trying to get you to click on it. Yeah, it's just shameful. But that's what people are doing, and that's what's out there, and we have to be aware of what's going on. So what does the devil want to accomplish on his work with you on the Internet? Well, we got some points today that I want to share with you, and I just want you to be aware. One of the things he wants you to do is to become addicted to the things on the internet, various things. Doesn't matter what it is. He wants you to be addicted to it. He wants that to be an emphasis in your life. He wants you to focus on that. And you know, you may like it. You may like it a lot, but he wants you to feel like you absolutely have to have it because the scriptures teach against that. Proverbs 28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And so that means you have no protection. So you're going to have to have self-control if you're going to use the internet. In other words, you're going to have to make sure you are the one who is monitoring what's right and what's wrong and what you stay away from. Uh, because if you're not watching for that, then, then this would apply to you. You have no self-control. First Corinthians 6.12, Paul made this point. It didn't really have to do with addiction, but he does make one point in there that I think needs to be brought up. When he was talking about all things are lawful for him, but not all things are helpful, all things are lawful for him, 
but he will not be dominated by anything. In other words, he's not going to become addicted to something. Uh, he is not going to let that overpower good judgment. And in that case, it'd be uh, uh, a brother uh, who is, uh, he's trying to uh, edify in the, in the faith. He's not going to allow uh, something that he has a right to do stand in the way of that brother being built up in the faith. And and so he's not going to be dominated by anything. He's not going to let himself be under the power of something that he may want to do. Now, there has been a poll taken, and this is just something you can look up on your own. I got this from, uh, I got the web page on it here. I'll blow it up for those of you who are watching online. Uh, but it's uh, from the addictioncenter.com, and it showed from last year a Pew Research uh, showed 77% of Americans connect to the internet on a daily basis. And I, I believe that my family hooks up to the internet every day. He goes on to say when an action or desire becomes a hindrance and takes precedence over the most important aspects of one's life, like relationships, work and school, it can be classified as an addiction. And so, yes, we need to be aware of that. And we need to be watching for that because the various addictions uh, do take place. We know these, these are just some common ones, cyber sex addiction, net compulsion, cyber online relationship addiction, compulsive information seeking. And what I mean by that are just people who sit online all day, just and they're not looking up anything specific. They're just looking and, uh, and they're, they're addicted to all the information that's contained on the internet, uh, computer gaming addiction, uh, those kind of things. Various things that take your time, your valuable time, away from service to the Lord. And so we have to be aware of that because if we can, if we become addicted, then we're under the power of something else. Now I want to talk to you about another point, and that's neglect, because that's what the devil wants to lead us to. He wants us through addiction to be neglecting things that we need to be doing. And I want to show you one, uh, and that's work. You know, we have to be focused on our jobs. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, as your reward you are serving the Lord Christ. How many times have you seen someone uh, using their phone to surf the Internet while they're working? Would you say they're doing their job or they're focused on their job? No, they're not focused on their job. They're focused on something else. And many times people are so addicted to the internet, even though they're not on it, they're thinking about it. They're thinking about what may be taking place and they're not focused on their jobs. That's neglect. That means we are neglecting something that the Lord wants us to be doing. And that's our jobs. We need to be focused on that. Someone who is, an addic uh, uh, someone who is uh, self-employed, for instance, they understand, they have to think about their job even when they're not at work, because they have to plan things and do things. If they're addicted to the internet, they're neglecting that. And so we have to make sure we focus on our work. When it's time to work, it's time to work. And that's where our mind is focused on. Uh, now, something else that can be neglected, and this is something that's very important, is our family responsibilities. You know, fathers in Ephesians 6, 4 says, do not provoke your children anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Everyone understands who has had children that bringing up children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord takes time. 
It takes a lot of time. That is a work. And so, if again, if you're addicted to the internet, that's taking your time. You're not focused. You have to be focused on your children in order to bring them up. And if you're not doing that, you're neglecting that responsibility. And by the way, we're seeing some of the children who, you know, grown up and in college and young out of college and the way they're acting out in the world today, as confused as many of them are, I'd say they have been neglected. Uh, they can't uh, seem to figure out what sex they are. And so that's, that's neglect. We need to make sure that we're doing our jobs and bringing up our children. And what about our, our uh, marital relationships? That's, that can't be ignored either. Ecclesiastes 9.9, while it applies to the husband directly, I think it also applies to the wife. It says, enjoy life with the wife whom you love. And notice he says with. You know, the husband is to enjoy life with the wife. That means they're doing things together. They're enjoying life together. They're experiencing life together, not apart. And people who are addicted to the internet are apart from their spouse. And so whether it's the husband enjoying life with his wife or the wife enjoying life with the husband, at least they're together and they're going through the experiences. Now, I'm not saying that the internet is, is to be ignored. I'm just, and the internet's a tool, but it can be abused. And it becomes abuse to the point where a wife or spouse can be uh, neglected. And that's never a good thing. Prayer. We have to remember our service to the Lord. Colossians 4.2 says, continue steadfastly in prayer. That's hard to pray when you're on the internet all the time because your mind's distracted. You're focused on something else. And many times, you know, we forget about praying. Why? because we're on the internet. Sometimes people take their phones to bed and they get on the internet in bed before they go to sleep. And then the next thing you know, they fall asleep and they hadn't said their prayers. See, that's neglect. You're neglecting God because of your use of the internet. And that's exactly what the devil wants to see. He wants you to be able to neglect the Lord. Disorder. We've already mentioned a little bit of that, but the devil's waiting online to create disorder in your life. Now, when we're talking about disorder, we're talking about putting things right with God, the way he created it to be. You know, if you go back to the Garden of Eden, man was in fellowship with God. The Lord gave him work. He was to tend the garden and keep it. And uh, the, the, the Lord and him were, and Adam and Eve, they, 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 they got along, they were, they were close. But yet sin is what separated them. And sin was the mechanism that caused everything to act haywire. Now, you can't take something that has been created for one purpose and use it for something else and expect it's going to work wonderfully all the time. For instance, you can't take a lawnmower engine and put it in a car engine. You know, that's not going to run very well. Likewise, you can't take a jet engine off an airplane and put it into a, a car engine, <laughs> you know, you're going to go way too fast. That's, that's not a good thing. You see, you have to use things for what they're designed to do. And man was made to glorify God. And so if we want to go back to the garden and act the way we were created to act, then we have to learn to put off sin. <clears throat> we have to learn to put off worldliness. And Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
how are you supposed to renew your mind if you're caught up and you're on the internet all the time watching things of this world? That's going to be hard to do. Uh, we need to make sure that we are not letting the internet affect our mind so that we are more accepting of sin. First Samuel 16 and verse 7. I, I want to use these period, uh, passages that I'm going to show you to show you how sin has corrupted man. Uh, God judges men by a standard that most men do not judge others by. And we see that in 1 Samuel 16. Samuel was told that uh, he had to appoint one of the sons of Jesse a, uh, a king over Saul. Saul had you know, been displeasing to the Lord. Lord wanted him replaced. And so Samuel goes to Jesse, and he sees one of his sons who's, who's very tall, handsome. I mean, he thought, boy, this has got to be the new king of Israel. But notice in verse 7 what the Lord said to Samuel. He says, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, part of transforming our mind is to understand that we have to start judging people not by the outward appearance, but what's in their heart, because that's what God is seeing. Now, let me show you some scriptures that go along with that. Proverbs 31 verse 30 says, Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That woman who fears the Lord, she's the beautiful one. She has the beautiful heart. And that's what the Lord wants us to appreciate. But the devil is online, and he is showing our young boys uh, pictures and pictures of scantily clad women looking with painted faces and whatnot and, and uh, uh, making them believe this is what beauty is. And so when the boys go looking for a girl, they're looking for something like that. That's what they think beauty is. Where you see a woman who fears the Lord may not look like that. This young man's not going to give her the time of day. And if he did, within time, he would see her inner beauty and come to appreciate that. And that's what he would be attracted to. He, when you, when uh, it's been my experience that when you notice someone's heart, you think they're attractive uh, when they have a good heart. But too often, these these poor women don't even have a chance because these boys won't give them that. They're looking for one of these Playboy playmates out there. And that is, that is most unfortunate. Uh, the scriptures give us more than enough uh, commandments on that. Pro Proverbs 6, 23 and verse 25. 20, I'm sorry, Proverbs 6, 23 through 25 says the commandment is a lamp, the teaching a light. The reproofs of discipline are the way of life to preserve you from the evil woman and from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. See, so these, these painted ladies that are online, young men, that's deceit. That's the world telling you that's beautiful. That is not beauty. Beauty is a woman who is modestly dressed, someone who fears God and keeps his commandments. That's beauty. That's what needs to be appreciated. And that's what you need to transform your mind to be able to see. And that can be done through prayer and uh, doing the things you're supposed to be doing. But uh, without that, it's just not going to happen. Okay, that was just an example. He does it with many other things as well. 
but uh, uh, how the boys are uh, and girls are taught what is beautiful, uh, you know, that's just that's just an illusion, and we have to be on the lookout for that. Deceit is something that's an old old. That's the oldest trick of Satan. He is standing there online waiting to deceive, and Jesus made it very clear about this type of thing in Matthew 7, 15 through 16, beware of false prophets. In other words, you better be on the lookout because they can get you. He says, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. In other words, they look good. They look like they're truth teachers, but they're not. He says, you'll recognize them by their fruits or grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. We have to be aware of false prophets. And online, there's a lot of false teaching. There's a lot of false ideas and people are filling their heads with all these things. And they're just, you can see it in today's world. As I said before, you got boys who think they're girls, girls who think they're boys. I mean, it's just insanity out there. And why is that? Because a lot of the false teaching that they're digesting online in second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19 through 20, I want to talk to you about manipulation because the Corinthians had a problem with listening to men who were telling them they were apostles when they were not. And and Paul was upset with them for doing that. And he says, you gladly bear with fools. Now those fools are these false apostles. He says, being wise yourselves, for you bear it if someone makes slaves of you. In other words, you, you become under their power or devours you or takes advantage of you. There's manipulation or puts on airs or strikes you in the face. That kind of thing takes, that takes place online. And so it takes place offline too, but it also takes place online. So we have to be aware of that. If we're not aware of it, if we're not on the lookout for it, then danger besets us. And so we have to be very careful of that. Furthermore, in 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 6, you must never take advantage of or exploit a brother in this regard because the Lord avenges all these things just as he always told you and warned you. And so, you know, just trying to fool somebody uh, online with something is, is not a good thing. Uh, manipulation is not a good thing, but it's out there. And there are people who are trying to do that with you, not just to get your money, but also to get your soul. Uh, there's a lot of false teaching, a lot of false teaching that's online. There's good teaching that's online, but there's also false teaching online. How do we guard against that? Well, you got to be like the Bereans in Acts 17. The Lord showed us how. The Bereans had the Apostle Paul come and preach to them. What did they do? They searched the scriptures to make sure those things that Paul was preaching was true. And so that's what we need to do as well. We need to make sure we take the scriptures and compare them to what is taught, and then we won't digest false teaching spiritually. Now, what about all the other stuff, the things that uh, are being promoted that aren't true? Um, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of disinformation out there and that can be hard. You got to take it and, and double check it, triple check it. Uh, it. It's just very hard. You got to be on guard, not believing everything that you hear. So yes, the devil's out there looking to deceive. Now, my final point I want to talk about, and I don't know much about this, but I do know that the devil's going to use this and he's probably going to succeed in many, many times. I hope I don't get fooled by it, and I hope you don't either. But uh, you need to study up on it. I need to study up on it. I need to be uh, 
be able to protect myself more, as well as be able to teach my children how to protect themselves. And that's through AI. You may be hearing a lot about AI and what AI can, can do. Uh, AI, th there's some sophisticated AI equipment out there, but uh, AI has, they can make films and pictures that look so real. Take a look at this guy uh, over my shoulder here, if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube. And uh, that's somebody I created with a, just an online AI service on how to make, you know, you can make people. And that looks pretty real to me. I mean, that looks like I could really be somebody. But uh, people are, are making pictures and then, you know, taking that identity and creating their own identity online using these fake pictures and posting more and more and more. Uh, that's AI. Now, they can also use AI. They can use your voice. And I saw a reporter who uh, used a little bit of his voice, plugged it into AI, and let AI call his parents. And he fooled his parents using AI technology. That's how uh, strong it is. So I would really advise everyone to study more up on AI so that they will be more informed on it. And uh, because it's it's something I could very easily see uh, people using AI to uh, uh, all like, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, they they take my son's voice, for instance, and call my parents. And, and my son would say through AI that he's been in a wreck and he needs money. And I, I can see my grandparents giving them their credit card number, uh, just being fooled, not knowing what's taking place. I can see that happening. And, and that's the kind of thing we have to be on the lookout for. What I'm concerned about is taking people who are regarded as speakers of truth and then taking the same videos and changing the words and publishing those out there and making it look like these same men are uh, false teachers. Uh, that's that's something I'm, I'm worried about happening as well. This is something that needs to be looked into. And this is something that we're going to have to think about guarding ourselves against artificial intelligence because it it will be it's, it's going to be abused. Uh, if the devil can use it, he will. We know that, and so we have to prepare ourselves for that. All right. So hopefully this sermon's been good for you, and you realize that the devil's online. He's waiting for you. He wants you to become addicted to the internet so you will neglect the duties that the Lord has given. That's what he wants. He wants you to get so caught up in sin, so comfortable with sin that your life is just totally in disorder. And then, of course, he wants you to listen to all the disinformation that's online so that your mind will be filled with falsehood. Uh, that's most unfortunate, but he's there. He's a predator. He's just like the the spooky character in the white van who's hanging out down by the park and everybody's watching and everybody's calling the police on, uh, that's the devil. He's, he's online and he's waiting for you. And so don't think if you get online, you're not going to see him because he's there. He is waiting for you and he has been honing his craft since man has been here. Whatever He's seen it all. He knows how to tempt you. Do your best to defend yourself against the devil. All right, that's the lesson I got. I hope it's been beneficial to you. If you're ever in the Kearney, Missouri area, 
hey, come visit us. We meet at 9.30 Sunday morning for Bible study, 10.30 for worship. Uh, you can learn about the church by going to carneychurch.com. There you'll see our address, our phone number, uh, whatever you need. We are at 406 North Clark. So, yeah, come come worship with us. We'd like to meet you. If you like this lesson, you want to hear more like it, tune to KPGZ 102.7 FM every Sunday morning at 7 a.m., and you're going to hear a lesson from God's Word. And if you live outside of Kearney and you cannot listen to KPGZ, that is not a problem. You can stream it on your mobile device. Uh, KPGZ, if you don't have something that streams, has an app you can download, and you can listen to it just like that. Brian Spirits is an Internet show I'm a part of with two other preachers. And we try to study like the Bereans, as I mentioned earlier. We have a topic each week, and we try to look into it. We invite people to join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time. And if you're watching on Facebook and YouTube, you can take part, take part live by making comments in the comment section. We try to incorporate that in the show. And uh, that's something else that uh, you can utilize. Now, that show, as well as Gospel Preaching Live, is published in podcast form on Spotify. So if there's another platform that you use that you would rather listen to, drop me a note and I'll try to get on that as well. But right now, Gospel Preaching Live and Berean Spirits is on Spotify. All right, that's all I have for you. Uh, Lord willing, I will come to you again this Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Until then, remember, this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice in it and be glad. This has been Gospel Preaching Live. Join us each week as truth is taught, faith is examined, and beliefs are challenged. Be sure and hit the like button so you can be notified of future episodes. And to watch past episodes, go to our website, carneychurch.com. This has been a work of the Carney Church of Christ.